0: Joining us on the show this afternoon is a legendary rock and roll guitar player, brand new album and DVD, vinyl bundle, all of that coming on April 23rd, Louder Than Noise, live in Berlin. Shot in front of over 12,000 people on December 5th, 2012. It's going to be amazing. And we heard a little sample of it as well. So I can I can honestly say you're going to love this. Welcome to the show, Phil Campbell. Hey, guys. How are you? All right. How are you doing, good. Phil? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good day, Phil. Ple- pleasure to talk to you
1: again. Um. Let me, let me just get right into this one, because this was, of course, the Kings of the Road tour with uh, many dates later on that that ended up being cancelled. And just talk to me about the the determination of the band on this tour and the the ability to deliver the absolute best show for the fans. The, the, um, the show was a you know, the
2: show was a hell of a show. I'm not sure exactly what you mean, but I know that this, uh, the Berlin show uh, was fantastic, you know, the the German crowd is always amazing with us, and uh, yeah, we nailed it, we nailed it that night. I mean, we we never really did any really bad shows, we could, you could have counted the shows we did on one hand throughout all all the thousands of gigs, like, you know, but... um, there's a really good one coming out. Anyway, it, it, it sums up exactly like you know where we were at that at that time. So, out
0: of all the shows on that tour, I mean, you know, you're playing in Berlin. It's around Christmas time, December. You're playing in front of twelve thousand people. You know, out, out of all the shows, why why decide to release this one?
2: Um, we listened. We listened back to you know quite a few. You know tapes and uh, things of the gig and everything, and this is the best one. You know this this is pretty nailing it. It
0: was it was the one that was it was the, it was the one that was just on fire. The one that was on fire. Um, Phil, the last time uh,
1: we spoke, you had mentioned that you and Mickey have had conversations about doing something uh, moving forward in terms of paying tribute to the band and the band's legacy, and maybe bringing in all kinds of guest players and guest singers and so on and so forth. Where are you in those plans? Is that something that is still of interest? Is it on the back burner or are you like, yeah, you know what? In 2021 or 2022, there will be this one show where we celebrate the history of the band.
2: Um, yeah, we'd still definitely like to do something. Um, I'd be lying if I said we had we had a, like a rough date. or so said something like next year. I mean, with everything that's happened the last year and a half, you know, um, we, everyone's been taking care of that basically. So, it's definitely something we would like like to do in the future. Something special, you know, mm. to remember. You know, Lemon and Filthy and Worse and uh, all the past guys, like you know. So, it's it's definitely on the back burner. Mm. You know, we got to get we got to get fired up you now. Get back to normal after sitting at home for a year <laughs> and everything. You know.
0: Right. Yeah, we need a little bit of normalcy before we can go out and, you know, do some, something
2: fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, let me just quickly talk about your band for a second. And we'll get back to this release. Uh, Where the Bastards came out in 2020. And of course, like most releases, they come out and you want to go tour. You haven't been able to tour. Uh, has that given you a moment to pause and think, okay, let's just get to the next new album? Or are you still planning on getting out there and bringing those songs to the fans?
2: Yeah, yeah, we really want to play the songs from "Where the Bastards Live." You know, it was we had thirteen songs on that album, and um, a great bunch of the songs we I know will work really good live. So we're excited to do that at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have, I have a lot of fun on the road too. You know, playing them songs, and then I'm sure then when the the time feels right to us, you know, we'll be back in, you know, writing some more. We're all coming up with little ideas, you know, in our own in our own way, in our own houses and stuff, you know. So when we do seriously start to rehearse, we will have a bunch of stuff already to start working on. Right, but a lot of these songs got to be they've got to be tried out live anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, and and uh, and Phil, the band is your
0: son's band, right? I mean, like you know, it must be a thrill to just be playing with your son making music together. There's uh, three sons. Yeah, the three sons.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're, they're all my boys except Neil Starr, who's a uh, the singer. Like, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's great fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's quite a it's quite a unique experience. You know, but I kind of forget in my boys sometimes on stage because I'm in the middle of a on stage in the middle of a kick ass rock sound and you know it's just like another great rock band <laughs> do, you ever, on
0: stage. do you ever have moments where you're like all right boys like take it down a notch we, we need to simplify things uh, you know back in my day it was less and more rock and roll like, are they trying to do like some crazy stuff and you're just like bring it down a notch let's let's just keep it classic or you know what what's that dynamic like
2: well i don't think they want to give me a heart attack so
0: they, they try and keep it <laughs> they try and keep... <laughs>
2: Reasonable
0: pace. <laughs> yeah, you're. i them like guys. Like, listen, your dad's Phil Campbell, Motorhead. Uh, come on, take take one from my book.
2: Yeah, but, but um, the thing the thing is with a different generation as well. So you know, it's it's helping you know with the material and you it, know it all helps because they they've got bands they were brought up with and bands that I've I was brought up with and bands we've exposed each other to so it's kind of like a perfect world really in that sense
0: who are who are some of the bands that they've exposed you to
2: oh i don't know it's coming up corn okay. and people like that and oh okay yeah, yeah. well we like the corn types. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we
1: love ray luzier ray, ray is the greatest uh, i just want to go back to to the album for a second louder than noise live in berlin uh, as, I, I, as I said before, on that tour, you ended up cancelling a bunch of shows at the end. But when it came around to playing Vacken, the uh, great festival in Germany, uh, you decided that you were going to to do that show, Come Hell or High Water. Talk to me just a little bit about the importance of the Vacken Festival and that you would go, yeah, you know what? We know we've cancelled a bunch, but this one we've got to play. And And also, what was that day like for you knowing that, okay... We're not going to be able to give them a full set. We're going to give them what we can. Uh, And what was the sort of the the vibe and the energy that day for for, for the band and the fans?
2: Um, We we knew the fans would appreciate whatever, you know, whatever we could manage to do, like, you know, and it it was was exciting for us. I mean, I had some health problems on, on that tour as well. So, you know, it wasn't all down to limbs to them, like some of the cancel shows. So it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a upheaval sort of thing and that, but um yeah, we, we, we sort of got it together and everything. And, you know, Wackens is so much fun. There's millions and millions, it seems like of kids there, you know, every band you've ever met before in your past lives is going to be backstage trying to bum beer off you, you know, <laughs> and um yeah so, so I don't know if we, if we did like a shorter set maybe we just miss out a couple of songs mm-hmm. you know but it, it's full on it's full- on stuff like so you know we always feel like we've done like 18 hours on stage the time we come off
0: right. I saw you guys for the first and only time on September 16, 2008 in Montreal at the Emtelis Theatre. I think I was 14 years old, and it was one of the first concerts I'd ever seen. And to this day, it is still the loudest concert I've ever seen, too. Like, you know, we were in the pit, and, and your stage volume, like, I could, like, your stacks were blowing my hair back. Yeah, that's what
2: they're supposed to do. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, you remember the gig, there you go, you remember us. Oh yeah, I remember, it. I'm telling you, it was the loudest
0: thing I'd ever seen, so even on the stage, like, your stage volume, like, it, it's blasting that loud for all you guys up there?
2: Uh, yeah, pretty much, I mean, we never used to wear it in ears or nothing, and um, I remember one time, my my front monitor wedges, they actually caught fire, there was three foot flames coming from them, and of course, uh. I mean, I'm not a technically minded man by any means <laughs> but uh, I just looked at my tech and I said electricity, fire they, they don't go together, I give him the guitar like yeah. and then the, the following day they, they caught fire again you know, something must have been burning up there, I don't know but uh, yeah, I was quite proud of it the following week when I was telling everyone like, you know, they did catch fire and it was it was extremely loud, you know, all yeah. the way through his career. Like, yeah, you, you know, literally
0: burned it, the house down. Talk about that though. Cause you know, having your amps crank that loud, obviously it does contribute to the guitar tone as well.
2: Yeah. It makes it better, you know, but the strange thing is that me and lamb in, in the middle of severe, severe volume, we could always talk to each other on stage. We'd hear if I said, if I said turn your bass down, you motherfucker, you know he'd hear that, and he'd he'd reply with not like, will you turn your guitar down f- first, you Welsh bastard? You know we we, we, <laughs> we could always, always hear each other insult each other, really. Oh, that's, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, we we'll, we'll kind of miss that sort of thing a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah you do. You know, uh, years ago in in two thousand three, Motorhead came to play this place in in Montreal called the Medley. And I was the show runner that day and I got to drive Lemmy around to and back from the hotel and I, and I got to, uh, to hang out with Phil. And what I remember the most is uh, Phil had to have two pictures of margaritas on the side of the stage for that show. And, and Lemmy had two 40 ounces of vodka. Um, just uh, is that is that something that we're still doing in this at, at this at this time in 2001 or uh, have the margaritas sort of taken the side now?
2: No, I am not a drink now for three and a half years. So it's, wow. changed, it's changed a little bit. Yeah, I've got to leave some alcohol for other for, the,
1: for the kids. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that was that was one of the greatest things. Um, in terms, I can't,
2: I can't remember that, Mitch. The two pictures. <laughs> Obviously, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, it was two. It see, was too... it's it's yeah. good enough for me. It was two pictures of margaritas for
1: you, and uh, it was uh, two forty ounces of vodka for uh, for Lemmy. I don't remember having given anything to uh, to Mickey D. Quite frankly,
2: no, no, he's weekend man. He's weekend drinker.
1: Yeah, I don't remember anything for for him, and it, it was just amazing because um, the, the show started, and, and you had these pictures going on on the side, and 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 the band played as if nothing was. was. I mean, they they were perfectly. Uh, 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 fantastic on stage and i was like wow that that would have killed me if i had, had either one right but we're t-
0: we're so professional see yes we yeah are. well that's it phil does you know the, does having the booze like contribute to your performance like is it is it a nerves thing like do you need to be out there like completely obliterated before you're able to put on a a, a good show or like does it help calm uh, the we, nerves, we a, no we
2: weren't no we weren't we never were obliterated you know we um it just used to relax us a bit you know mm. i guess yeah we, we weren't blind drunk never on stage you know we
1: were uh, always having a know, good time now good yeah now
2: uh louder
1: than noise of course live in berlin does come out in april and you you've been going through the tapes and stuff is that something moving forward where every year we might see a new live release or are you starting to look back and say, "Okay, now it's time for the deluxe edition of or- or- Orgasmatron or the deluxe edition of, you know, Bad Magic? Are we are we planning future Motorhead releases at this point?"
2: I don't think we could plan in that far yet. We any the main thing would be finding, you know, good quality stuff from the vaults. Mhm. I think I think that's like a main priority, you know. Something like fresh, which pe- which people have not heard before, right? Before you know. But um, if if we can put good packages together as well, you know, that give great value for money, you know, we, you know, we're not going to put knock that off the table. But we wait and see. Mm-hmm. Is there a you lot know.
0: of stuff that's uh, still in the vault, you know, like some of the lost, Bru- uh, Bob Kulick stuff, demos, or, you know, you could even do like a live release with three bonus new tracks or, you know, is there a lot of material to work with in the vault?
2: Well, we take most, most of the gigs, like, but depending on the quality and the condition of the sound man at the time, you know, it depends. Um, no, hmm. no, you, you know, we have to go, there's a lot of stuff to go through. Yeah. You know, and, uh, some great playing, but the recording is a bit ropey, and some of it's all good. And you know, <clears throat> some is ropey playing, but it's you know a bit of recordings good. Like, and we all have to agree on stuff. So, uh, you know, there's this stuff around.
1: Yeah, there is. Um, I want to get back to it uh, to Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons for uh, for a second. How uh, easy or difficult has it been establishing a new band and a new brand? Because, you know, a lot of bands, they break up or or, or somebody passes away. And then, you know, a month later, we have, uh, you know, uh, Phil Campbell's Motorhead. And of course, we're not going to do that in this case. So was it easier to get the, the new band started where people go, ah, it's the guy from Motorhead. All right, we'll give him a record deal and off we go. Or has it been extremely challenging to start back in the clubs and start back at the bottom and go, oh, man. I'm, I'm, this is like being a new band all of a sudden.
2: Uh, well, uh, there's no way we was ever going to be like Phil Campbell's Motorhead. When, no, absolutely when, not. When Lem sadly passed away, I mean, me and Michelle and Mick, we didn't even, it was just, we didn't even speak one, you know, of one conversation about if we should do keep the band together. It was just so obvious. Yeah. You know, and out of respect for Lem and uh, you know, and it, it just wouldn't have worked like, so um, the rec, yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to do for like three or four months and uh, I'd had the, the band together just for fun, mostly playing covers with my boys for like two years before we finished Motorhead, so um we, it was called Phil Camel's All-Star Band then, but then after a few months I did, we decided to Start writing our own material, take it more seriously, and we dropped the the backdrop saying that Phil Campbell and the bastards. That was at Wacken actually, mm-hmm. but um, it wasn't a struggle to get a record deal. To be honest, you know, it, the record company have, have been fine on that, and uh, you know, it's challenging going, you know, going from uh, huge places like to starting off in the smallest clubs and everything but it, it's something to be you know it's something you get some satisfaction off. you know and things have definitely you know got better for us and we play in bigger places now we've we've done some stadiums where, you know we've done a bunch of stadiums with guns and roses and different things like that you know and we're getting good slots on a lot of festivals all over the world so um yeah, because, yeah. I
0: mean, you know, you're, you're Phil Campbell from Motorhead. It's like, if you had to go back and play in the dingy clubs again, I would just be like, oh, f- fuck this. I'm going home and enjoying my rest of my life.
2: Well, I, I, yeah, I, I don't mind. I wanted, you know, I wanted to do something with my kids as well, you know, and yeah. um, you know, because they, they've they always been in, in their own bands as well for years. They're all brilliant musicians, like, and it's great to to have them with me, like, you know, and They've, they've learned to keep in the band and and go to step up so they were mostly playing like clubs for their other bands and stuff and to go not mm-hmm. to the ferrari racetrack with guns and roses like
0: yeah it makes them, makes them appreciate it more it, it makes and them appreciate it more
2: people,
1: yeah and, and you can turn to your sons and and if any of them ever gives you attitude or is not playing more properly that night you go hey remember you could go back to the clubs so <laughs> Yeah, so yeah pay, pay attention um in terms of, of the band with the sons though are you in it for the long haul where you're going to plan on doing 5 10 15 years and be part of this or at some point you say okay boys i, I gave you the nice shove you're on your own dad's going to retire
2: i got no plan i got no plans to retire you know we'll see how i'm feeling in a, in a few years time and everything and uh you know, it's just pointless looking ahead. There's so many, you know, different things could happen. But, yeah, definitely um, looking forward to, you know, keeping the band going and keep writing killer songs and see yeah. how we can take the band for the, for yeah. the near future, you know. And those right. songs
0: are killer, man. So
2: Those songs are killer. Nice Let me story,
0: just yeah. quickly
1: ask you about, uh, about the guitar playing. You know, Motorhead was, was, as we said, very loud, in your face. Let's go when you approach the new band with, with your sons, do you think of different textures? Do you want to play a different way or Phil plays Phil, you know, Phil does Phil and that's what I do. Or ha- have you approached the, the recording and the guitar playing differently on the new albums?
2: Uh, we just try to make it, you know, whatever makes it sound great at the end, you okay. know, we'll do whatever's needed. I mean, Todd, Todd wrote a, a lot of songs come in with a, the bulk of a lot of songs for this album, and, mm. you know. And T- Tyler had some cool bass riffs and everything, so it makes it makes life a bit easier for me. For because with Motorhead, generally, it, everyone was just looking at me, like right sitting on stools, waiting for me to try and come up with something worthwhile. Mm. And it, it gets you know after after a while, you know, you're scratching your head. You know, some days are easier than others, like. But um, yeah, you know, there's five of us in in the band now, so it, it was five different inputs, yeah. and we're just trying to make you know really good classic rock music for the time being. You know, stuff that stuff that we enjoy on stage, and you know, people can you know jump along to. Yeah, that. That
1: it is. Talk to me a little bit about that dynamic. Having been in a three piece for so many years. Is a five-piece strange? Is a five-piece relief? Is a five-piece like, wow, okay, we've got more sound, more texture, more this? Or is it just different because it's different? How, how is that for you to be in a five-piece compared to the three-piece?
2: bit easier. Like, you know, it's a bit less pressure on me, mm. I find. Like, you know, and it's a little bit more scope, but you, you try and... With Motorhead, we had one kind of vision, which... You right. know, so it's l you're approaching it differently, like, you know, Motred was fantastic. I'm so proud about all the stuff we, we did um, But it's just a, you know, it's, it was after thirty two years, uh, you know, and it's little it's a little change to the sides, you know, this time. So um, it's all good fun, it's all rock and roll, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean enjoy- are you still playing um, are you still playing with the amps cranked to eleven and wedges catching fire with with the new band or are you taming the volume a little oh,
2: bit a little bit quieter now but people <laughs> people tell me it's still really loud
0: nice um, yeah now the boys are like dad listen we've got you know like 40 more years of hearing to go like, <laughs> yeah, well, it like I, got a,
2: I had a hearing aid fitted um a couple of years ago but i don't wear it <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't
0: don't wear it on stage uh oh, oh there you go so listen you know this this brand new release louder than noise live in berlin's coming on april 23rd it's available for pre-order now wherever music is sold there's a cd with a bonus dvd you got the double lp 180 gram gatefold but more importantly there's a box set with all of that awesome stuff in it you know phil back in the day vinyl was the thing and it kind of disappeared and everybody's going digital now but all of a sudden everybody wants cds and vinyl again was that surprising to you um,
2: not really. If I, it was in my day. Final was it was special. You could, you know. I'm sure you've heard this before. You, you can. I remember instances from when I was like eight, going on trains with my mum. You know, and going to the shop, and I can remember which albums that she gave me the money to buy, and and they smell different. You can you can smell them. It takes you back to your childhood and everything, and of course. As you get older, your eyes are getting worse, so you know it's a lot easier. Because some of the some of the uh, albums, there's there's so many credits on them, like ah, uh, you know, they've mm-hmm. got to be like uh, Peter Cushing in that movie with a big magnifying glass <laughs> you know, to read to read it all, like you yeah.
0: know. But so it definitely helps to have the gatefold, a lot more space.
2: For me, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here and, and uh... CC, CDs are great. You know, if you can bang them in the car and everything and, you know, but these days, I guess people have got all the, the digital stuff going in the car.
0: Yeah, but the CD, it just, and the vinyl, it all
2: sounds so much better
0: than the stream. I mean, it the really music, does. music people like us, we notice and we hear it and we, we appreciate the fact that, you know, bands are still putting up vinyls and the CDs. So I, I'm, I'm all for it and I love being still doing it. And, uh, yep.
1: I I want to wrap up on this and I'll I'll just ask you this quickly back to the bastard sons. When you get the band together and you're going to, you know, you're going to play with your sons, you're going to create new music. uh, Do they say, Hey dad, listen, we're not going to do motorhead stuff. We're going to do something new. Or do you say, no, 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 no. Listen, it worked for for 40 years. We're going to do what works. How did you sort of sort of come up with for the lack of a better word, the sound for the band and what vision the band was going to have musically?
2: Um, well, they like plain Motorhead stuff, you know. It, it, you know, it's, I gotta say sometimes so I'll just, you know, let's not do that one. But um, we like, we like, we like changing up the Motorhead stuff a, a little bit, you know, doing some obscure things and that. But you know, when they, when the people in the band are coming in, you know, ready with ideas and stuff, it, it kind of, you know. It, it, the set the song kind of rolls along It's it's already kind of set in a way you know when but, mm-hmm. but there's, there's no plan we just try and get a hell out of a song you know make you know make a groove and everything
0: and you know, you know uh, do, do you think it would be kind of weird if you went in and gave ace of spades a different arrangement uh
2: it, yeah no, i'm not gonna do that yeah I've heard so many I've heard many different arrangements in the past, not, I think I leave it there like yeah, there, there, yeah. There, yeah, the margarita no mix, no. mix
0: gives it a little different. <laughs> the
2: margarita mix. Good one. <laughs> the
1: margarita Hey, come on. That that was a great I I remember those margaritas very specifically. They were all green, they were lime green. It was it was it was said, one no, one hell of said, an afternoon or an evening. No, no salt. No uh, salt. Yeah. I I, listen, I I remember specifically it was it was it was in the it was in May of 2013 and it happened to be snowing that day and, and Lemmy was in the back of the, the van that I was driving and he goes, he goes, We booked this gig in May because we didn't want the fucking snow. Uh-huh. You fuckers fucked with me, and I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> it's sorry. there's your
2: fault,
1: it's your fault mate. <laughs> it was all entirely my fault but it was it was this freak this freak event and he was like i didn't even bring a coat in my bag and it's like no, i'm sorry. sorry about
2: that Brilliant. It was yeah, really- uh, hey the vodka that-
0: warmed him up so that's good yeah, <laughs> yeah, all, the-
2: all that stuff i miss it so much like some of the just the little quips and you know the funny stuff like i was amazing like
1: oh yeah Oh, well, he, he was, he was, uh, he, he couldn't have been nicer. I mean, he, he, everything he said was, was funny. I mean, there was no, he wasn't, it it wasn't attitude. It was, he was joking around. It was, it was absolutely hilarious. And uh, yeah, it was, it it was great. And, uh, and during the show, the barricade that the um, uh, security had fell and the band went off stage and stood in the wings and the wings in this place happened to be the kitchen (laughs) for for the restaurant (laughs) And he says, uh, "He says, do you think it's going to get violent? Do you think they're going to kill me?" And I went, "No, they're not going to. No, it's it's Montreal. They're not going." to. He goes, "Okay, I'll go back up and play then." And anyway, well, it was just a it was a crazy yeah. night. It was a f- fantastic night. Uh, but uh, oh, thank you for all the memories, by the way, over the years. It's just it's
2: I been it's be been welcome, great guys. to follow. Yeah. You're welcome. Very welcome.
0: Absolutely, uh, Jeremy. Off to you. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here. Louder Than Noise live in Berlin Motorhead coming on April 23rd. Available now wherever music is sold. Go buy this, you know, get the CD, get the vinyl, get the the CD with the DVD. It's a great package. Fans will love it. So great stuff. Phil, it was so great to chat with you and uh, share some memories. And this was a lot of fun. And you, yeah, yeah. We'll speak
2: again soon. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you, sir. See
1: okay. uh, you day. Bye-bye. You too now. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.